I'll come back. 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 technical difficulties yet i'm yet. waiting for it to say that we're online now we're online now it's telling me about elder scrolls online Graymore. same does that count let me tell you about raid shadow legends <laughs> god damn it i was gonna that was gonna be my intro you stole it this is brought to you by skillshare Five, four, three. Picture a targeted advertisement that's just telling people about your OC. <laughs> Based on your YouTube searches, I think you really get my my pony, and then just the ad keeps going like that. All right. Hello and welcome to the podcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil, enigmatic otaku, Irene in stereo. Sponsored by Mainscaped. Milk. Not sponsored by anything. And my name's Flutterpriest. This week, we're doing a deep dive into a really wonderful group, group on fan fiction by interviewing two of the top mods over there. One of them, the creator who helped uh, Aquaman run the Brody Camp, uh, Con Bookstore, as well as an amazing, amazing series of writing that I can't possibly lift, list off every single hit. The great and powerful Jaxie. Hello! As well as the writer of Past Sins, Background Pony, Cupcakes, Rainbow Factory, Rob Cakerin 53, also known as that guy who wrote My Little Dashie. Is that Rob Cakerin 53 who wrote My Little Dashie? Why, I think it's Rob Cakerd 53 who wrote My Little Dashie. Did you write My Little Dashie 2 Dash Harder? Oh my god. See, that's, this is where sometimes I'm glad I'm not on here so often anymore. That's yeah. what changed my life. <laughs> no, man, you got greeted by adoring fans. You're so unappreciative. Is this the guy with the town yeah. bike? <laughs> Whoa, hey now. You're an all-star. Get your game on! Go! For those who Wait, are tuning in for the... <laughs> Mass hysteria! For those who are tuning in for the very first time. Hello and welcome. Those poor fools. Um, we're the Barcast. If you want to know more about us, we'll talk about it midway through the cast. But we're going to interview people today. We're streaming live on Twitch right now, but you can see previous editions on YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and many more. Where we can inter where we have interviewed people like Bill Newton, Andrea Libman, uh, John Delancey, and you know uh, Rob Cakeman fifty three, who also wrote My Little Dashie. Uh, yes, the Wait, lovely you know, pencil. No. I'm feeling very much like the third wheel here. Don't yeah, worry. yeah Jesse is supposed to be the big wheel on the tricycle. I'm we are like, just going to get through our intro and talk about the rules for people in chat, and then we will harass you endlessly and probably yeah, hit on you rather sexually. That's true, I will. Well, I appreciate so. that. Thank you. Um, the lovely Anon Pencil is going to be watching the chat. Pencil, what are questions we want to ask our guest? 
Uh, I'll ask the guest anything at this point, but I won't ask the questions that you know you never ask. I won't talk about politics. I won't ask about religion. I won't ask about fandom drama. And I won't ask them personal, personal information like their social security code, actual address, and place of business. You know better. Don't do this shit. I will ban you. Um, however, I, I, will ask, I will ask that question because we already have one. Oh, shit. Go on. Um, we have a question for... Oh, uh, we have to do the drinking word first. Oh, yes. If you hear the word writing at home, be sure to have a nice, healthy drink. Please drink responsibly. We don't want to send someone to the hospital again. Millen! <laughs> Without further ado, Jaxie, you have the first question from the chat. The question is, how many My Little Dashy Big is your penis? Oh. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. That's the question. You know what? I think that's my answer. <laughs> and the sad face I made staring at my screen, that is the answer that question deserves. That's... <laughs> That's wonderful. I, I'm already a fan. Well, that said, we've asked Rob these questions literally a fucking million times. So, Jaxie, I'm going to focus on you on these introductory questions. Uh, let's do with a very basic introduction. Uh, who are you and what do you do in the fandom? All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, as mentioned, I'm GAP Jaxie. Um, I joined the fandom when I was in college uh, to win a bet. Uh, I was dating a girl at the time who said uh, she was going to be a writer, but didn't write really anything. Uh, I wanted to nudge her to write, and so I made a bet with her. I bet I can get a thousand people to read my writing before you can, fully intending to lose the bet, and picked My Little Pony fan fiction because I figured that's got to be easy, right? Uh, I wrote I Forgot I Was There, which was a knockout-of-the-park success. I owned the, uh, the feature box for about five days, decided that maybe this is for me after all. And then ran into a guy called Petricord, who is the world's greatest editor. And he told me my writing sucks. To prove him wrong, I kept writing, and I've kind of been here ever since. Uh, wow. I've written a few stories that were really good but need more love, and I've written a few stories like Would It Matter If I Was that were terrible and just became a meme. Um, and I'm mostly known for writing sad and depressing stories. Well said, well said. Um... I find that so interesting. How does your friend that you were trying to push to write uh, receive your unanimous My Little Pony fanfiction success? We're not dating anymore. Oh, God! I'm sorry. Yeah. I won't say that was the cause, but I'm also not willing to say it's unrelated. I don't, I don't know how to process this. This is not usually when I'm used to hearing... Uh, Good my... job, Chris! Well, she's, she is still in the fandom. She oh. still writes. I don't believe she listens to the barcast, but we will know if she hunts me down and kills me. Oh, uh, well, fuck. Okay, let's let's keep you alive and steer away from that then immediately. Priest, why don't you ask some different questions? Yeah, I'm just going to take the shoe out of my mouth and go to, uh, <laughs> what is your favorite part of the fandom? Uh, is it the online community, fan fiction, cons? Sure. What, what keeps you here? So the show, um, particularly in the early seasons, uh, was and is amazing. Um, but it was actually the community that kept me here. Um, so 
like the reason I write fan fiction, I, I made it sound like a joke earlier, but was literally Pascoe. Um, he is a fantastic editor who kept encouraging me to be a better writer, and I mostly stuck with it to prove I could be. Uh, but there's lots of other people like uh, Pat Fiera, um, Titanium Dragon, um, others who have been super encouraging uh, as I was writing. And without a lot of that support, I would not have stuck with this as long as I did. Um, like, the show is good, I love it, but the community is 100% the reason why I'm here. Awesome. Well, I actually have a question that Rob's never answered before. And if Rob does have something to input, I more than welcome him to add this. But this is what we've been asking our guests recently. Um, season 9 is over. And we're moving into this weird place in My Little Pony fan fiction, in My Little Pony world now, where we're going to Gen 4.5, where we're getting pony life created. You... EQG is big and kind of still running strong. The show is, by its original form, over. So where do we, as a community, go from here? How do we keep this alive? How do we expand and, and keep growing, if that's something we need to do? You had to give me this question. Um, basically, we need to continue to push fan-oriented content. There's still a lot of artists out there doing stuff. There's still a lot of fanfic writers doing stuff. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of musicians. What's uh, the other big thing, I guess? Um, you know, YouTube reaction videos, stuff like that, just YouTube clipping things. Just, just keep making content for it. I mean, there, there's not going to be another Gen G4. There's just not going to be another one. Regardless if, I like you were optimistic of saying Gen 4.5 and not hoping it's 5, because I fully expect just fires. I expect everything to burn. Like, I have the fire suits red alcohol. But, yeah, it's, we just need to keep doing stuff and introducing people. Um... Because, like, for instance, Discovery, uh, or it's not, yeah, Discovery Family, they now, they've been doing it for a while now, but they now have MLP on every morning at 11 to noon. So when I'm home, I pop it on and I watch a couple random episodes because they're not always in order. So they're, they're still pushing it. They're still doing stuff with it. It's still a franchise. It's still there. It's just, yes, we're not getting new content for it, canon-wise. But I also don't believe that. I feel like even though the show's over, are, are they going to release, are they going to put out other little snippets? Like, they, they say they're done the Equestria Girl shorts, fine. But I, I feel like, like, for instance, we've seen those new um, goofy animations, Pinkie Pie. Those, they're kind of a different thing, but it's still Pinkie Pie, still the character. And I assume that that new Pony Life thing is all the characters, if you shove a blender down their throats and then pulled it out, and that's what's left of them. So they've all gone completely insane. Or I like to think that these are they're all sur going to be survivors after a saw incident. Like this is this is them now broken, but it just we we just need to keep pushing on, keep writing and introducing people. Even though the show's over, there's still a lot of shows we can grab. Sorry, literally someone's texting me, and I started reading the text out loud. Um, we need to start showing them, introducing them to the show, and go from there. Just keep pushing along. Are you reading from a teleprompter? Also known as your phone. No. no. Well, I don't know how Jaxie's going to top shoving a blender down Twilight's throat, but what, what would your take be, Jaxie? How do we keep our fandom, our, our community, together, growing, and strong? I mean, I'd say we're mostly already doing it. Like, when somebody writes a Fallout Equestria story, 
They don't say, I am going to ensure the fandom has plenty of self-referential content in order to build a strong and vibrant community. They just go that Fallout Equestria is cool, which it is. Uh, the fandom has generated a ton of stories that are good enough. They have, you know, meta fan fiction, fan fiction, a fan fiction, a fan fiction. And it is, in fact, fan fiction all the way down. As long as the community keeps producing enough good stuff that people want to keep writing about, it can just keep going indefinitely. Um, like, there's enough stuff in NLP and Equestria Girls and the shorts and everything that's already been released to write more than we've written. And I'm sorry, Rob, I think Pony Life might be good. It, it might not be. The odds are against Have you seen oh, no. Teen Titans okay, Go? I, have you I'm, seen I'm sorry. Teen I Titans have. Go? I have. If you say it's good. It's not fucking, good. If everyone is it's Pinkie Pie, then why would Pinkie Pie be there? I'm sorry. I might, I might have made that sound bad. I'm actually optimistic for it, but I still I think it's going to be bad. But I'm optimistic. I'm hoping that, wow, I was proved wrong. Great. It, it is, but there's just a, a tiny chance that every character other than Pinkie Pie will be Pinkie Pie, and Pinkie Pie will be on a mission to restore the space-time continuum to its original state before Starlight broke it. There's a small chance that that is going to be the overarching plot. You are so much more optimistic. Honestly, I want to read that fanfiction. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, there's a and tiny, I, I... tiny chance when they do G5... Starlight Glimmer is going to be the lich from before time who's trying to bring back G4. Um, yes. I would like also to add that because you also asked me that question, I should plug in the Racket Raccoon um, thing that they're doing. That one thing where we're supposed to be like keeping the show alive that I forget about and I get pinged a lot in it and I kind of ignore the pings. Yeah, I, I understand. I love that project. But... But, <clears throat> don't hate me. Now it's time to throw swords at your guys' feet. Because we're, we're, we're having a pair to cast, and we're going to change the fifth question. Who is the best pony you two can agree upon? I mean, Starlight Glimmer, and if he doesn't agree with that, I'm sure Starlight You know what? You know what? You know what? Yes. I, I, because I have to agree with Jaxie. I'm not going to argue it, yes, because I do actually like Starlight Glimmer. She is the Glim Glam. I do love her as a character. So I will accept that being our answer together. Yeah. You can't shim-sham the Glim Glam. Like, she, no, seriously, season, like, seven, like, six, seven, and even eight and nine, she was just, she was such a fun dynamic to the show that I feel like if they did not introduce, like, another kind of mainish character to help change things up, the show would have gotten bland and stale really fast. Yeah, she saved the show, and also, like, prior to Starlight being introduced, Rarity was my favorite character, because she has a lot of character conflicts. She's the element of generosity, but she's super greedy. Um, she cares about her friends, but also takes advantage of them a lot. She had a lot of character nuance. Starlight takes that up to the next level, with being somebody who really genuinely means well and is really genuinely not a good person deep in their heart and they're trying but it's it's not working out for her she's pickle rick she's 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 a stalker who worked her way into the friend group she but she is and like having her and trixie be air quotes best friends was perfect it so succinctly captures how she's part of the group 
but is not really part of the group. She sees the world slightly differently from the rest of the main six. All right, well, we got some very, very quick questions from the chat. Uh, Cyber Drake asks a question to Rob. Uh, would you hug a gold Raytheon? What is that? It's a monster from Monster Hunter. It's the big uh, dragon, big, big green dragon thing. But what's Monster Hunter? Moving on. Zontan has a question. Hey, Rob, if I write that thick right now, will it count for the contest? What contest is he talking about, Rob? So, so, currently in our contest, our group that we are supposed to be shilling right now, speaking about continuing the fandom, um, during our podcast, I am hosting a contest to write a story based on random people's questions in our comment thread. And I'm also extending that now to allow them to use our answers to make story prompts, and I'm extending the contest an hour. I'm about to post that right now. So yes, Zotan, you may do as you wish, and you'll have an extra hour, so goody you. Hooray! Now then, without further ado, we have some questions for you guys that are out in the thread. Yeah. Why do I not have it open right now? I'm a terrible person. I think you just answered your own question. Also, well, Schilling, do you like riding and or ponies? Would you like to improve your skill at writing and or writing? Golly G. Willikers, yes. Please consider, uh, oh God, what do we call this chat again? My Little Story Speed Writing Contests. So uh, just to, since I don't think we actually explicitly said it at any point, what the whole speed writing thing we're supposed to be shilling is, is you show up uh, with no idea what the prompt is going to be. You get a prompt, a premise for a story, and you have exactly one hour to write, and then the buzzer goes bing, and you're done. And the, the reason these actually help is it literally does not give you enough time to have writer's block. There is no time mm -hmm. if you, like, I don't know what happens next. The answer is you don't have time to think about what happens next. You need to be pushing the keys right now. And then we also host other contests that are not the speed writing. They're kind of more like you have a day or two to build your story and write. And there's other kinds of contests other than just speeding. But the point is we're trying to encourage people to write. Um, I think the biggest problem that a lot of writers have, whether they're new or experienced, is you want your story to be perfect, and so you keep thinking about what exactly should happen, and as a result, you write nothing. Uh, so even if, you know, the contest, frequently these contests have no prizes. If they do have a prize, it's usually something small at the end, like a pony pin or something. Um, the, but the structure of the contest gets people writing, and so a lot of really kick-ass stories have come I'm going to start a contest, doing contests with prizes, but the prizes are just random things I pull out of my house. Uh, I mean, I was considering doing a contest with a Wild Pegasus Brandy as the prize at the end. Apparently shipping alcohol across state lines is hard, but you know what? I'm willing to commit a felony for this. I mean, let's just drive it. I'll just, you know, I'll just get the, uh, my 51 Chrysler going, and we'll just moonshine it. So there's a prompt I want to see someone write for this contest. I'm willing to commit a felony for this. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's, that's a great prompt for any story writing contest, and I'm in favor of it. Yes. I am also picturing Rainbow Dash, because of course it's Rainbow Dash, uh, carrying a cartload of illegal moonshine across state lines because somebody won a racing contest, and damn it, she's no narc. <laughs> oh, did, did, you, did you ever see... Remember back when the... Uh, this was really early fandom days... When people were doing those animations about the, the ponies driving vehicles to music, and someone did win a Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash in a semi and the Bandit car, 
It's so good. The Trans Am. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, let's jump out to the thread because I'm a responsible adult and I have them up now. RB-47. I mean, RB-47 makes fun of Milk for not spelling the guest's names correctly. He can eat a dick. And then asks, which of your stories are you most proud of? Go ahead, Jackie. All right. I'm going to say around the world in 81 days and other problems caused by leap years. So this was for a contest that Horizon ran uh, that I think I may have slightly overdone. Uh, there's a video game called 80 Days that's just a, a little point-and-click adventure game about, you know, uh, you being Phileas Fogg from Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days, and it's a race. You have to get around the map in 80 days or less. So for some reason, I looked at that and decided, you know what the problem is with this game? <laughs> you can get to the end without crying so hard you die of dehydration. And turned that into a tragedy called Around the World in 81 Days. It is a spike story. Um, and I like it because it's the first Spike story I've written where he 100% feels like the main character um, without my having to make any significant changes from the show. He still acts like Spike in the show, he's still Spike's assistant, um, but he really kicks ass as the protagonist. I love it. See, does he die in it? No. Then I will probably not read it. <laughs> Face priest! Wow. No, wow. I'm Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. I've, I, I actually, there is quite a good deal of stuff that I have on my read later list for you, but Rob. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad. I wanted to buy the book because I heard it was a good story, and I'm like, okay, I want to buy the book. I went to the bookshop at BronyCon, gone. I have good news. Like, you can buy all of my books right now on Lulu. The link is on my profile yeah. page on Fiction, and they're available for low, low prices. Sorry, but I'm one of those that I like to buy in person. I don't like buying shopping online, so... Next BronyCon that's being held at my house if I get lifted to Finfic Mod 2020. But Rob, um, no, I will. Next... I will buy Jaxie's book and then bring it to TrotCon and then I will PayPal Jaxie the money. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> because you need to buy my book, Rob. I bought your one book. You did? I bought the. Remember, I was literally sending you edits in my from my phone. That's right. You were a massive help. Yeah. I don't like, give you one, enough credit. That's all right. I don't I'm not credit. giving you credit. You didn't answer the question. Which of your yes. stories are you most proud of? So, if Admiral's still in my other room currently listening in on this, he might like this too. Um, it's actually a more recent story I did. It is um, YCH, which stands for Your Character Here, it is a story about the y Your Character Here auction art pieces that's set in Equestria and it's about these two models that um, it's, a, it's a mature story, it's about sex it technically, it technically has sex, but it's not the, there's not the real action going on, it's about a co married couple, uh, Marin Stallion that do poses for artists that do demo work to sell the art to do paintings for other ponies that want art done of them and their significant other, or if they want to fantasize them in Celestia, because people do that. And it's what's it's, stock ponies is what they are. They're stock photo ponies. Yeah, ba basically. And it's very um, slice of life. Um, I want I wanted to challenge myself and really write a slice of life like story, in, uh, in inspiration from Admiral stuff, and that's that's what became of it. 
and it took him four weeks to help me edit it. And we actually were editing it in my barn. <laughs> like, he would come over, and we'd have my tablet, and we were in my, my pole barn, usually under a vehicle up on my hoist, editing it. So that that was that was the, the latest that was the last story I had that I really enjoyed writing and I had a good time editing even though it was frustrating and unfortunately it just wasn't very popular but that's okay to me that means it's actually a good story because it was, did not become popular so I'm actually very proud of that and I'm very thankful to Admiral and um, Present Perfect and uh, Freggles and a couple others that helped with it. I helped. You did. You did. Anyway, Hawthorne Bunny's up next. Gap Jaxie, you have questions for them to be exact. Number one, I've tried many times to articulate the emotions that your stories make me feel, and I just can't. How are you so bloody amazing? Really tossing me uh, curveballs here on this one. Um, I mean, I would suggest uh, two things. Um, first, you need to write every week uh, for about 12 years. And second, you need to have crippling depression. And the rest is pretty straightforward. Yes. It's one of those things. I, I, writing? I think I it's the depression. Happens. Yeah. But I also have that, so he's in good well, company. You're halfway there. It's 2020. Everyone is no. depressed. There's no such thing as happiness. Okay, more serious answer. So the... The core conflict in most of my stories, uh, which is why most of them are tragedies, even though nothing bad actually happens, um, is you are the source of all of your own faults, even though you're not actually a bad person. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, but that's not why. Um, so when I'm, I'm actually experiencing an episode of depression, I don't write very much. I think a lot of writers exaggerate the extent to which depression or anxiety inform writing. Uh, but the point is, I've had plenty of times in my life when I go, everything is going well, I'm surrounded by friends who like me, why am I still miserable? Mm. Um, and that's the theme in a lot of my stories, that nothing is objectively wrong with this character exactly, but for some reason, they keep making their own life awful. Um, and it, there's just a lot of variance on that. It's great. Shit, that's deeply relatable. Yeah. I think we all do it. I, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I don't think at all. I can verify that. I saw it. <laughs> back uh, okay, back to Rob here. We need someone to bring the room back up after I answer the question. Let's go to the next question. Speaking of worshipping uh, Jaxie, where did the idea for acting verse come up? Is it inspired by anything? Yeah, so I get to plug something else. There is a website called writeoff.me, exactly how it sounds. That is the OG of pony writing contests. Um, they tend to do more involved contests than the speed writing server. You usually have something like a week to write, um, so it's a little more intense. Uh, they ran a uh, write-off a long time ago uh, where the prompt was interview. And this led to the first acting verse story. So if you have not heard of acting verse, it is a series of six stories set in an alternate universe where My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, is a live-action children's TV show recorded by six pony actors. Acting verse, each story is about one of the actors. It starts with Star Power, who plays Twilight Sparkle. Um, so the first one was just an interview with Star Power for some, you know, acting magazine, paparazzi style. And they ask her a lot of questions about her co-stars. 
And to make it an interesting one-shot, because it was written for a contest, uh, I wanted to kind of imply there might be something there. So he has a implied interesting relationship with all of them. But because she's interviewing for a magazine, she's not going to come right out and say, I hate that bitch's guts. She's going to bail it a little bit. Um, so she has these interesting relationships with the other five in the original story, and then a lot of people wanted a sequel. Uh, so I said, well, I guess I have to write it now. Um, and so literally for each of the other five stories, I went back to the first one and was like, okay, who is this character? And what is implied about them here so I can go figure out who they are? Uh, and it worked out pretty well. It's a good series, and everybody should read it. And you can also purchase it as a hard copy on Lulu from my user page. Well said. And uh, next question is actually about the acting verse as well. For you, who is your favorite acting verse actor? Uh, Barnstormer. So uh, for those who haven't read it, um, Rainbow Dash in the acting verse is played by an actor named Barnstormer. Um, Barnstormer is the, quote, Mary Sue in real life. Um, she is the straight-A student, star athlete, pro chef, professional actor. She is 17, and literally everything she's touched in her whole life has turned to gold, and she's the primary source of income in her family, and she's cracking under the pressure because everything in her life has gone so well, she knows that it's all downhill from here. It's never going to be this good again, and she's on the verge of snapping. Um, so she's, she's the character who is literally in pain because life is going too well. Uh, and I've been there a lot. Wow. I just want to give you the biggest hug right now. Eh, life worked out. I, I would like to add, though, I remember seeing that story pop up, and I didn't read it. But I was, like, having, like, laughing because I actually, the company I work for, it's called Barnstormers. And I was like, oh, hey, okay. So... Well, the next, find me. the next question is, what did you think of Wanderer D and GM Blackjack's takes on your story, Sirens? So, that's uh, a little awkward to answer because I assisted both of them writing those respective takes. So, for people who don't know, Siren Song is my epic three-book crossover between My Little Pony and Bioshock. And it's amazing, and everybody should read it. Um, but the point is, the point of Siren Song kind of as a story is the protagonist is not an action hero. This is an action hero setting where you could totally uh, beat the bad guy by killing the entire population of Murder Town, just like you do in Bioshock. Uh, but Siren, the titular character, would struggle to fight her way out of a wet paper bag, uh, so it takes on much more of a horror aspect. So a lot of the, the emotional tone of Siren Song uh, is that the character is helpless. That it's a horror movie, you can't fight the monster. If you do, you'll just die. And so she has to clever her way out of these situations. Uh, Wander D's crossover with it maintained that because he put Sweetie Belle in, in that, in a situation where while she, you know, Sweetie Belle from the Sweetie Belle Chronicles kicks ass and is a very powerful character, but she was facing a situation she couldn't fight her way out of, so it preserved that feeling of helplessness. GM Blackjack's take took a very different direction. Um, his take was much more about a group of characters run into the horror setting and want to fix it, and, spoiler, realize they can't. Um, so I liked both of them, but I guess I'd say Wanderer D's felt like fan fiction of um, Siren Song, 
while GM Blackjacks felt like his own story that just happens to use the Siren Song setting, although it was really good. Cool. Well, the next questions are for Rob, which is some statistical trivia for you to know. Mine from Fem Archive. Including yes. your story. Uh, actually... Please go on. No, I, I, no, go, no, go ahead. I just made a comment that I was looking at that. Including your story, My Little Dashy, there are a total of 50 published fics on Fem Fiction whose titles directly based on My Little Dashy, comprising a total of 479 thousand words plus and those are not those are not including ones that do not use my little dashy in the name there's an additional Damn. 30 such fix that were never published but do use that name the third oldest fic on film fiction is an unpublished text fic by nighty called my little dashy's apostrophe s although it doesn't contain any original fiction yeah, so um, that that's crazy. I never knew that, and like it's funny. As I was looking at, the, I'm actually looking at the list right now, and like I recognize some of these because I didn't read a lot of the uh, these stories that people wrote because I'm terrible and I just didn't want to be mean to people. But there's a few here that I recognize that I know were actually okay. Um, the sixth birthday one I remember, and there's another one, but uh, yeah, and then I'm glad I'm glad that he did mine. My other my actual parody slash actual sequel is on here, the My Little Dashy 2 Dash Harder. That's that should belong there. And my little you gotta read my little stashy. That is like that is probably one of the best parodies I've ever read of MLD. And I've only read like two. Well said. Now then for both of you guys. Uh, actually I, I just want to interject this just for a moment. Rob, your stories are great, and I'm going to let you finish, but uh, Would It Matter If I Was has 79 spinoffs, not including the original. Okay, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm sorry, it just it seemed like you were having fun, and I really wanted to take that away. No, 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 it's fine. It's like, honestly, I don't have fun in life anymore. I just drink <laughs> and work and do, so... I, to I totally got where you're going with that, so I'm we're right, good. Okay. I, I got yeah. you. I got you, Jaxie. I got you. All right. All right. Feel sad. Yep. Speaking of not having fun with life, <laughs> the next question is for both of you: What one mistake would you like to stop all authors from making? So, in a take that doesn't include Rob crying, yes. what one mistake would you like to stop all authors from making? Writing MLD sequels. Ha! Yeah, more. Not getting pre-reading. Ah. Uh, uh, so I have, with with one exception, um, which was a speed writing event, I have literally never published anything that these two people didn't read before I published it. Um, and a lot of my stories after the first pre-reader pre looked at it were rewritten entirely because the pre-reader pointed out that it's stupid, and I agree. Um, have other people look at your writing who aren't just going to tell you it's great, um, and your writing will get much better, much faster. Yes, that's a good one. Um, well, I do have an actual one, though. Like, I was joking about mine. I do have a serious one. Um, overuse of the thesaurus. I feel like some people... I don't know if they're just trying to sound smart, or their vocabularies are actually that big, and their brains are that large. Like, but 
I feel like sometimes you just sort of to be simple. And especially for newer authors, it's like, don't worry about having a lot of the nicer, fancier words for things. You know, just, oh, God, sorry. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was like, I was like having a combination of a burp, belch, and like, um, are you going to throw up on cast again? No, <laughs> no. Okay. Hey, I don't think I, wait, have I thrown up on cast? Yes. You absolutely yes. have. Yeah, that's right. I remember, right. I remember <laughs> you saying the... that the, I remember you saying that the cat that you had nearby was licking up the vomit and I want to throw up hearing that. Well, well, you're all being very unreasonable. If he was drunk enough to throw up on cast, obviously he's not going to remember it. This is ganging up on an innocent man. <laughs> <laughs> but that does explain the stay on the floor. But anyway, no, um, like just just keep it. You know, don't don't like if you know the word. If you know a lot of words, so fine. But I feel like I sometimes see people trying to just interject words in that are overly complex words. I'm like, why would you use this? This obvious, odd word like this, you can just write a little more simple and enjoy it. Because I've, I've I've pre-read for people and edited for people that are just so focused on using alternative words other than what's just stupid right there in your face. I just go stop overthinking it. This word is fine. You don't have to blow it into a, you know, whatever word. Rob is right, and the most notorious example of this is book setism. Um, so that is when you, know, you have two characters talking and the author is afraid they're using said too much. So they look up the word said in the thesaurus and start making substitutions. Fluttershy opined. Twilight posited. Rarity speculated. Just yes. say said. Thank you. Thank you. Snape, she ejaculated. <laughs> also, here's the thing. You don't even need to say said. If you have two characters talking... You can go back and forth without saying said sometimes because it's clear who is speaking between the order of the two characters. Yep. yep. So, like, a lot of authors, what they're intending to do here is to avoid talking head syndrome where there's just a bunch of dialogue back and forth. And I get it. That is 100% a legitimate desire. Um, but you can't just insert random words and descriptions into what is basically extended dialogue. Uh, because that's how you get Would It Matter If I Was, which has been mocked by most of our good authors for, for being a, a very severe case of book sadism. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well said. Now then, uh, we're going to a question from Boreal Stargazer, which has some questions about my little story a little bit. Uh, how do you speed fic? I mean, seriously, how do you write a fic without knowing the theme in advance, with little to no preparation, and in such a little limited time without it being awful? Lost syndrome. Take out! Really? 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 What? Okay. Lost syndrome. So there's this TV also known as Battlestar Galactica Syndrome. Um, okay. These are two shows that had an amazing first season because they foreshadowed a really cool mystery. Like, what's going on? Who is really there? What's up with that extra Cylon? You really want to know. And then you get to the end of the series and realize, oh, shit, the authors didn't know either. And the resolution of the mystery is incredibly unsatisfying. Um, they did generic foreshadowing without necessarily knowing what was going to happen next. 
That is how you do a speed write, only you endeavor that the ending doesn't suck. You foreshadow things without necessarily 100% knowing what you're foreshadowing. You just kind of want it to be on theme. And then when you get to the end of the story, you have to look at what you've written and fill in the gaps and conclude what it was you were foreshadowing the whole time. Um, and, you know, that's good maybe like 50% of the time based on our success rate in the past. But if in an hour you have a 50% chance of writing a good story, that's not bad. You can clean up the details later. I think that's pretty well said. Rob, what do you have to add? Um, panic. I yes. Just, I just, I, I basically, what I do is, um, I don't do well so well with, like, prop stories. Because we have different contests going on in our group. And what, lots, what we do quite often is ones where we announce saying, okay, you know, at this date, we're doing this contest. You have an hour, two hours, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and even even if we don't get the prompt until like ten fifteen minutes before it, I always feel like I'm writing a story beforehand. I'm like, okay, so what can I do? I feel like do I want to write a comedy ball? Like what? Do I, I don't know. And it, it starts. It that bothers me. A thing I do. My my special talent in our server is I host these things called panic exclamation point fiction exclamation point all caps. It is where I will just when I usually when I'm really drunk at home or at work or other things, um, I just all of a sudden go in the, in the, in the group and ping everyone and say, pay fiction in 10 minutes, get and just prompt them and go. And, and I roll dice to see how long, how much time you have, how many words you can have and all this stuff. And it's like, go, go, go. It is, it is, the point is you don't have time to prepare. It just happens and you do it. And the people around, great. I've had I've had as little as one people. I've had as many as ten people or eight. eight. I forget it was eight or ten. But and you know what? We've had a surprising number of those stories. People take them, expand them, and become very good stories. So that that's for me personally. That's how I like doing speed writing. I like to all of a sudden just be hit and said, "Hey, in this amount of time, we're doing it." And I go, "Oh, okay." And I make it work, or if I can't, I don't. But that, that's how I like to do it. So that's why I host it like that. And speaking of the speed writing server we're supposed to be promoting, do you like riding and or ponies? Because we have three speed writing contests we're running tomorrow. Um, those are the runs, <laughs> ones I run, which are on themes. So we don't know the prompt yet and won't know the prompt until the contest starts. But the themes are distant lands, the joy of youth, and the beautiful future. Um, so that usually gives people a prompt and a rough theme, so it's a little easier. Yeah. And, the and by I the way, while we're here, this, this is also sponsored by L'Oreal, because you're worth it. Well, actually, to, to move on to the next question, Mugginy's up next. Uh, number one, between you two, who would win in a fight? Rob. I mean... Okay, if if there was a rule set fight where okay, okay, boxing go, I would probably lose. But if it wasn't all of a sudden me and Jackie show up on the each street, each other's opposite street corners, and we had to fuck shit up, I would probably win because I wouldn't even fight. I just draw and be done. Dude, gosh, you weigh, done. You, you weigh literally twice what I do if you only count muscle. Probably. I mean, I have a lot of muscle hidden under the fat, so I just everyone thinks I'm fat. And no, then they no, watch me do. doing I've stuff. I've seen the size of the objects you can lift when you're intoxicated. There's a lot of muscle under there. 
<laughs> okay, okay. Three Brony Cons ago, I challenged Aquaman, also an excellent writer, to an arm wrestling contest over who had the better Bioshock crossover. But then told him he couldn't fight me until he fought my seven evil editors. And seven people, some of whom actually were my editors, rose up out of the audience to fight him. So I got to arm wrestle Aqua with seven people also pushing or pulling on his fist, and I lost. I am not very strong. <laughs> Jesus. Not very strong or not very strong? I heard you say strong. Yeah, he said, uh, he's, he's very hung. He definitely but... said the version of the sentence that doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, why don't we rapid-fire the next questions, because they make little sense. Priest? Which do you prefer? Yes. Nipple piercings or the Prince yeah. Albert way? Depends who's getting the piercings. Prince Albert in a can, yo. Depends who's going to be my princess. Gross. Don't be gross. Now we have Zontan up next, who asks... Do you come up with ideas that are... How do you come up with ideas that are unique and interesting very quickly? Real-life experiences. So I'm actually going to... Oh, go on. No, I just, I'm just, like... A lot of times, there's something about a story that's actually, like, real-life to me. That's usually how I just come up with an idea. But go ahead. So I'm, I'm definitely going to double down on that, real-life experiences. Also, studying history, uh, reading other stories, just getting as much exposure to humans as you can. Mm -hmm. but, so Rob and I don't give the same answer. I'm actually going to say, for the most part, we don't. You come up with a premise quickly, but the details of what actually makes it interesting usually take a while. And that usually just kind of comes as you write. Like, you're writing, you're setting things up. And you start out of it kind of not knowing where it's going, and then by the end you're like, oh, well, I guess we can do this. This is yeah. fine. So, so like with Around the World in 81 Days, that story I'm so proud of, the only premise I had when I'm writing it is it's Around the World in 80 Days. Twilight makes a bet with Celestia if she can get Around the World in 80 Days or not. Um, but the protagonist isn't Twilight, it's Spike as her assistant, who's just trying to get her Around the World in 80 Days, despite the fact that Twilight is often her own worst enemy. Um, and a lot of the details of what the story's about and who the world is weren't solidified until I was four chapters in. Well said. Now then, we're going to go to uh, Seton, who asked, number one, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so good? Oh, no. Go ahead, Jaxie. I, I have one, but go ahead. Uh, Tostitos Corn Chips. So I know that doesn't sound super unhealthy, but if left alone, I will literally eat an entire bag of those in one sitting without salsa or anything. I'll just keep eating corn chips. You are one of the first people I met that also does this. They're so good, right? They really are. They are it's like so the good. salt. It's like yes, the salt exactly. and grease that's on it. It's just like, oh. Dude, you, the scoops you take... are not the same. The scoops are not Dude, No, scoops are not the same. Do you, do you take a regular one and like put it in your mouth and wrap your tongue like around the curl of it, yes, and like just yes. sit there. Yes. Oh, so good. This oh, sounds knows. really, really gay. <laughs> <laughs> milk is I'll this gay? Can you confirm, milk? 
I, I thought we were talking about sucking dick almost. Like, what the Thank fuck? You know, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, if, if they're still listening to the room, Zirian will tell me here in like was, 30 was, seconds if that's it or not. fucking worried I left the gay porn on again. Like, holy shit. Like, I zoned out for a bit, and when I come back in, I, I hear them licking the curl end for salt. <laughs> um... So my answer to this is gonna might creep people up. I don't know. I don't know how people are to it, but my guilty snack food it is actually not. Oh no, this is meal snack food. Okay. Um. So, garlic bologna. What the fuck is wrong? What? I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this little there's this little company in Ohio that makes garlic bologna. And they don't, they're not very widely known. I can't remember the name of the company. But it used to be when we would drive up north to camp, um, usually everyone would buy the regular bologna, so all that's left is the garlic bologna. No one liked it. So we were up north, usually half drunk. We didn't know what we were doing. We would just buy the garlic bologna. And it got to the point that I, because I love, I love regular bologna. I love Kogel's, Michigan brand, go Michigan. Um, this garlic bologna, I love it. I can really just sit there and buy a two-pound pack of it and just eat slice after slice after slice, and I have to, like, control myself around it. I love Rob, garlic Rob, bologna. Rob, Rob, This is the most disturbing Rob. thing I've ever heard. You, you, you may, may, in fact, be gay. First, you're talking about putting your, your tongue into, like, the curves, and now you're talking about, like, the salt of the bologna. So, it's not salt, it's garlic. I love garlic. Um, I do too, but I'm Californian, so I have an excuse. Garlic my balls. Well, I, excuse, excuse me, excuse me. In Michigan, we have an excuse to also because we have bad mosquito issues, and mosquitoes are proven to not like garlic because they're bloodsuckers like vampires. So, when you eat enough garlic that you sweat garlic, Bugs leave you alone. Imagine like, becoming I... such an insufferable human being with garlic B.O. just to get rid of a few mosquitoes. Oh my hey, put god. On, put on some deep, motherfucker. How the are you? <laughs> anyway, we should move on because we can talk about garlic forever. Priest! Number two. What is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have, Jaxie? Okay, I'm going to be honest, I had a drink every time someone said the word writing, and as a result, just had to run to the bathroom. What was the question? <laughs> what is the biggest See, or weirdest fear that you have? Uh, I have a terrible fear of dying an ironic death. So you know, like, in a movie when the villain, like, it's a Disney movie or something, so they don't want to explicitly kill the villain, so instead he makes one last leap at the hero and then slips and dies, so there's the narrative implication that his villainy was the cause of his downfall. I'm terrified of dying like that. Uh, uh, that's oddly specific. Yeah, I know. I just, like, I really don't want my last words to be something that dramatically foreshadows how my death is ultimately caused by my own moral lack of virtue. Good. So you you Good. create, like, a super vitamin that gives everyone all the health they need, but you choke on one. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Or, or like saying, ah, oh, don't worry, it's not that cold outside, and then slipping on the ice and cracking my skull. Any, anything you're, you're holding my beer. I think here hold my beer only works as an ironic death if I'm hit by a flying case of beer and killed. Rob, can you relate? Um, my problem is a lot of my fears are based on childhood. Like, 
I have issues with like hornets and bees, even though nowadays I don't care. But every once in a while, if I'm surprised by it, I still get that tingle up my spine and I like I kind of freak out and I have to catch myself. And also heights. But now I just if I know I'm going up ladders a lot, I just have a couple shots of whiskey and my nerves are calm and I'm good. Man, that must really suck if you have to use a ladder at work. Oh, I do. I don't care. They don't. I mean, they just don't question me. I just say whatever. We're good. Oh, what's terrifying is when I have to go up the man lift because we're changing the lights in the hangar to LEDs, and so you know I'm like, you know, thirty foot in the air with this man lift thing that wiggles back and forth, and then the mechanics walk by and harass me, grab it, and shake it, and I'm going yeah up there, you know, yeah. Good. This is this is good. Fireball risk, fireball shooters on sale for ninety nine cents at most party stores. Yeah. The next question is why is bagged milk the best milk? I have no response. Does I, Jack say? Does... I think if you look at my story history, you'll see that dragon's milk is the best milk. Does Jaxie know what bagged milk is? Does Does Jaxie understand bagged milk? Does he know? Does he no, know? Jaxie does not know. <sighs> Please continue, pencil. I'll give the quick rundown. So in Canada, they say they sell milk in bags, and by bags I mean they, I mean plastic bags of milk. So if when they take home the milk and they all have milk pitchers. Now, if you came home with a bag of milk and you had a milk pitcher, what would you do with the bag of milk? I would presumably tear it open and empty it into the pitcher. Yes, that is correct. That is what you're supposed to but do. you're wrong! Do you know what literally all Canadians who drink bagged milk do? And this is seriously a thing? What? If you look behind the counter, I will post an image that will show you. This, this, what you're about to see is what Canadians do with bagged milk. Okay. My God! What How is this... wrong with this country? Do you understand? For those on the podcast, I need to describe what I'm seeing. They have taken <laughs> the bag of milk and placed it inside the pitcher such that the plastic frame of the pitcher acts as a, a vice of some kind, holding the bag of milk in place. Then they've cut the corner off the bag of milk so you can pour the milk out of the bag as though the bag itself was a pitcher. Effectively, the pitcher provides the structural support to the bag required for the bag to also itself become a pitcher. That is correct. How does that make See, you I... feel? <laughs> well, I didn't like it at first, but then I described it in architectural terms, and now I, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know how they seal, do you know how they seal it? I'm going to guess a clothespin? They have special milk clips that they sell. Are they like clothespins? Let me go find one. Um, well, she's <laughs> like just finding one. Kind of like um, clips. Yeah, but we can move on. But I just yeah, it's, I, I do have a comment to make real quick about this. If the the, the talks about bagged milk are funny to me when I talk with automotive people that are like they think they're automotive people and they're really not about pouring jugs of coolant. And, like, there's a certain way you hold those jug, gallon jug bottles because, they're, you know, if you notice, they're kind of wide and narrow. Well, everyone pops it, you know, takes the cap off and pours it with the hole down at the bottom and it's, uh, it's uh, the, the jug is vertical. Well, actually, 
They're designed because there's an airway hole in the handle to pour horizontal. And when I show people this, they get mad at me. Now I'm like, well, what are you doing? I go, I'm pouring air freeze. This is how you do it. They're like, no, you go, you do it like this. They're like, no, you don't. You don't do it like this. I don't have pictures to, to test this, but it's... It's okay. We, it, we, should, we should definitely move on, but, like, it's so upsetting. Sorry. It's upsetting question, to me. The next question is, what is your one annoying habit? So something that you do that drives people insane, or something that other people do that you just can't stand? Jaxie? So this came up today. So I wear noise-canceling headphones when I work so that I won't be bothered by the people around me. And then forget to silence my phone, but I can't hear any of the alerts, alarms, or text things going off because I'm wearing the noise-canceling headphones. So apparently everyone else in my open plan office wants me dead because they can hear every time I get texted all day long, which is approximately once every five seconds. Yikes. Rob? Hey, hey, guys, shut up! What is an annoying thing you really hate about me that I do all the time? Okay, there we go. I, I, I apparently just go out and shoot my gun for no reason. <laughs> Milk, how do you respond to this? You told him to go out and shoot his gun, so he did! Like, and the problem is, I've done it a lot, and to the point that some people don't even flinch anymore. And it's like, well, I just like the smell of gunpowder. There okay. goes the neighbor again, shooting at ghosts. Yup. Okay. The next, the next question is, uh, what's the theme song for your sex life? Oh, oh I- oh. Me. Not all at once. Shut up and dance. Aww. That's very sweet. Uh, or, so... or creepy, depending on... Yeah, like, how is that sweet? Like, what's the theme of your sex life? Shut up and dance! Like, oh, okay. So, the girl that uh, hopefully I'll be marrying soon as well. Um, that song was playing when we were running a marathon. Um, and I swept her off her feet and kissed her. And the other people running the marathon got annoyed with us. And so they pelted us with, uh, what are those Mexican wraps? Tostitos. They threw those at us. I can't even really be mad at your answer. No, that's good. I, I, like that. I also have heart feelings for that song. Yeah. Same. So, Rob, what's the theme song for your sex life? And then why is like, it... Like... I don't know. I really don't, because I don't have a sex life. All by myself. myself. I would see, but I was trying to be, I was trying to be me and think of a song that would actually like be like that but that's an older like um you and your oh, 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 oh i guess i'll have to dream the rest uh tommy dorsey and his orchestra i guess i'll have to dream the rest it's basically a song about a guy that yeah it's a very depressing song it's basically about a guy that finds a girl that he likes and it doesn't go well so he just has to dream the rest of the night All right. So there you go. That's that's my that's my that's my sex song. I guess I'll have to dream the rest. Would your song be called "Caught Me One-Handed" by Bob Rivers? Jesus. Oh, Christ. that's good. Oh, that's 
Shut it, Numa. Continue on. Centers in Equestria. Priest. Number six. Do you guys watch anime by chance? I have been known to anime on occasion. What are your favorites? Sword Art Online Abridged. Uh, my man. They they took a show that had a wonderful premise and that didn't realize it and then realized something entirely different and much worse. I can see. I I agree. My favorite parts of that anime were the beginning. No, Sword Art Online had a fantastic premise. And actually, Sword Art Online is another example of syndrome. When they were just foreshadowing and you didn't know what they were foreshadowing, it was great. But when the time came for the authors to pony up, they didn't have anything. A pony. <laughs> A pony. Um, I, I do watch, I watch little anime. Like, I, I'm more of one of those, if someone sends me, you know, links or whatever, and I, I watch it and I like it, okay. Um... I like a more I like more of the short ones. Um, Full Metal Panic has always been one of my favorite ones. You know, the, the original Full Metal, the Second Raid. Um, then I like Excel Saga, which if you watch a lot of the old school animes, every episode is a spoof off of, of an anime genre. And then uh, Magical Shopping Arcade Abinabashi. Those Damn, three are yeah. like. Blam, you should watch Famafu if you haven't. Like, you just should. You just oh my god, it. yes! Yeah. Like, no, you oh. Famafu is one of those that you don't need to really know for no, no parents just, to just watch and enjoy it. Would like it. Flam, you would like yes. it. Yes, yes. True. Duly noted. Yes. But, um, Imagine Shopping Arcade Abinabashi is a very, um, underappreciated anime. I think you mean Akihabara? Uh, I have no you're, clue. I'm an American. Just I just pronounce it like Do you know what he means? Never. It's Magical Shopping Arcade Abinabashi. Akihabara. I, I'm American. I read it as I see it. I don't know. Anyway. How big is your porn stash, gentlemen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do it, check. Do it. I think Rob has multiple, like, roots. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know the number, but it doesn't matter because I was detained in Canada for it, and they tried to they tried to export like they wanted to see the state of Michigan wanted to take me and arrest me, and the state of Michigan laughed at them and hung up on them. So they just said, "Okay, we're gonna take your laptop and your cell phone, but you can continue in Canada." How? Why were they looking at your porn stash on your phone? And because they didn't like me. I tried to go to Canada. And apparently I look like either some jihadist or I look like a southern uh, American. But, but what and does this have either to do with porn stash? How did this come Because I was taking my laptop with me. Because I took my laptop with me. Because I had a tab up no, no, no. I was what reading a story. details of this scenario? You walk up to customs. They say you look no, like I didn't walk up, I didn't walk up to customs. Yes. No, okay. Do you, do you, like, I can literally waste 15 minutes on this story. Just explain how they ended up looking at your porn. Is it your desktop image? Is it is that what your desktop is? A file label? No, no, it's it's it is it is not at all. It is was not at all. It is not at all. It was they found too many things they didn't like about me, so they decided to search everything, and I just was like, I don't care, sure. And they basically said 
that I was trying because this was during the time when um the subway guy had the teleport, and so they were on search ISIS. And apparently, everything about me screamed a bad person because they didn't like the fact that I carried two spare tires, I carried a spare battery, extra coolant. A jug of coolant, extra oil, all right, from my car. I get all that, but how did they find the porn? They took my laptop! They just took it! They took it to a back room, they plugged it into something, and something triggered, and they said, well, apparently, your file is over 16 gigs that houses any pornographic material, so therefore, we are detaining you, and we're to search it. So an hour later, they say, oh. okay, we did a, a percentile search of your data, and we have found things we think are questionable. So you are now into detention. So they had me strip my strip all my shit off of me. You know, I took my wallet, took everything off of me, took my belt, my suspenders. I was in socks. I was in my pants. I was in a t-shirt. And they went through my shit and went through my car three times. And they were like, okay, well, we have to send yourself off to another lab. Because when they told the, because because they had to notify the state of Michigan that I had things that they didn't like, and so that's why Michigan laughed at them. Okay. So sixteen gigs of my little dashy porn got you detained in Canada. Ta da! It's like I got you know what? Yes. Let's just go with Yay. that. Yay! <laughs> and participating in our associated speed right. This is your story prompt for the next hour. Rainbow Dash is detained at the equestrian border for having too much porn in her saddlebags. Yes. <laughs> Great. We have we have one more question from Sam oh, before no. we have to do our mid uh, show ad for ourselves. So next question. Who is your wife or husbando, and why are they shit? No, they can be from any fandom. Oh, that's a good one. The for any fandom bit is throwing me. See, mine's simple. I can go real quick while you think. Do yours. Okay, I, I, I'm really not part of many fandoms, or the fandoms I'm part of are, like, trash bands that people don't know. But, um, Applejack. Why She's... Applejack? Why not? She's best pony. Oh, here we go. <sighs> yeah, she's smart. She knows her shit. And she's... she has the damn hat. She's That damn amazing hat. And static. Her you only like cool. her because if she was human, she'd also be shooting out the window alongside you. I mean, she would. I mean, that is, to be fair, though, for choosing a wife who that is a legitimate basis, the girl who would go shooting out random lights with, sorry, streetlights. Yeah, I mean, that's great to me. That's fine. I'll take that. Uh, so for me, I think I'm actually going to go with Trixie. Ooh. Why Trixie? So Starlight is my favorite pony, but she's got more of a best friend vibe going on. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I like hanging out with people who are kind of a hot mess as long as they're fun to be around. And That's right. And Trixie just embodies them. <laughs> <laughs> I look how fast! I look how fast! Pencil's like that job! I love just how fast that was! <laughs> <laughs> you guys, were you guys at Trixie's uh, party Sunday night at BronyCon? No, no. <laughs> not Trixie, not that Trixie. 
No, I no, I know you don't mean that, but I mean trick question. Sorry, trick questions party. At Bonitown, were you at the party? Maybe. I don't I don't know. But we have to do a mid I think we have, we have to fly home. We have to do a mid-roll ad! Like, hold on. Let us let us let us chill for some horse charity for a hot minute. Hey Petzl. Hey what? Fucking horses. Fucking horses, please! Yeah, we sponsor them. That's it, that's that. Yep. Well, no, we stopped that, and we uh, all the money that you give us, including the money we get from bits on Twitch, which you can get for free by clicking a little diamond in the lower right and watching an ad or two. Uh, if you donate your bits, those will go straight to a horse charity called Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. And uh, if you are the biggest donator on the stream for bits, we'll read your name at the very end. You can also go to the website. Thank you, other other guy, because Alex didn't do it. And donate through our Patreon. That way, there are a couple perks, some of which you'll get, some of which you won't. But you can donate and be sure that your donations go to a horse named Lil Bit that we sponsor, uh, who is being cared for by the Rescue Sanctuary. So thank you for doing that. Did I miss anything, Priest? No, I think you covered it. Just once again, we want to thank you all so much for supporting us for such a long time. We're, we're so happy that we're able to help for Horse Rescue so much. Um, if you have a spare dollar, please consider donating to our Patreon. We promise you'll probably regret it in like six months. Over the years, we have given like over $1,000 to this charity. So please continue to help us do that. 100% nonprofit. Woo! We have more questions. Just Lightning is up next. Both of you, Jaxie and Rob, have inspired so many people to start writing fan fiction and even just fiction. I know I've said this to both of you guys before, but I think it deserves another repeat. Don't ever forget how much you've contributed to this community. Oh. That being said, what would you tell someone who has yet to write their first fan fiction? I imagine there are a ton of people listening who have always wanted to, but felt never felt they could. Plus, show for the speedwriting Discord. Also, pennies suck. Pennies are the worst. Um, how how you? I'm gonna shut up. We're running out of time. I'm gonna shut up. What what do pennies do? What purpose do pennies serve in our present society? Five pennies make a nickel. What ten pennies make a dime? It doesn't matter what you can do with them. It's that when you add them up, they become something else. Yes, we used to have pay pennies, which are half a penny. We stopped having pay pennies because we recognize you can't buy anything with half a cent. But that's fine, because you see, a penny saved is a penny earned. You save those pennies, and they become dollars. No, okay, yes, if I saved literally a hundred pennies, I would have a dollar, which doesn't buy soda anymore. You know what? Lincoln was wearing a fucking hat in theater, and if he's wearing a hat theater, I'd probably shoot him too. Oh my god. Motherfucker! What is wrong with you? What did you just do? The advice I would give to someone who has not written their first fan fiction yet is do not be afraid to shill for views. Um, so I think there's this uh, idea that people have that if you're a good writer, you just write the story kind of in a vacuum and put it out and people flock to you. Um, and that is complete bullshit. Um, I spend a lot of time stressing out that my stories aren't good. And uh, I said earlier, I've never published anything with one exception that hasn't been read by at least two people. Um, most of my stories have been read by 10 people. Um, I get a lot of feedback and thanks to some how awesome this community is, I usually get a lot of positive encouragement. 
Um, if I had to write a story just on my own with no guarantee anybody would ever read it, I think I'd snap. So like with our speed writing contest, one of the advantages is if you write in the contest, usually five to 15 people will read your story and will leave comments. And that encourages people to be writers. Well said. That's good. Yeah. That's good. We're going to questions from the seer now. That's fine. I don't need to answer it. I, I don't have opinions. They don't matter. Continue on. You already yeah, said that on. pennies were totally fine, so we don't trust your opinion now. Okay. Go for it. Good. No. Continue. No, please. Uh, what would you tell someone who's just writing their first fan fiction? Um, I would say be ready for anything. Expect nothing, but be ready for everything, and vice versa. Expect everything and be ready for nothing. Because as someone that was a nobody and all of a sudden exploded everywhere, um, there's no real way to express it and explain what I went through. But just be just be ready, you know, don't 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 want to be the famous person or the famous story writer or whatever, but but build yourself up and be ready because if it happens, it's going to happen. It's going to hit hard, and it's going to possibly fuck up your life. So there you go. Continue. I I actually think that's pretty decent advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, Sears up. I mean, ML, MLP poor did get him taken by customers. It's true. <laughs> Sears up next. What were your primary goals when starting Quills and Sofas? Uh, so I'm, so to be perfectly honest, I wanted to run a speed writing contest, like literally one and thought, you know, maybe I'll run a second one in the future. I guess I should like start a discord or something. Uh, and then we had enough people attending and I work a pretty hard job that doesn't give me much time to be on discord. So I said, well, I can't administrate the server on my own anymore. If I'm going to run a second contest, I should probably appoint some moderators, including, you know, this guy. Um, and honestly, everybody just ran with it. Um, so I, I'd love to say that I made Quills and Sofas happen, but I didn't. I made a Discord server, invited a bunch of people, and then all of our mods um, collectively made something happen. They keep running contests, Rob does panic fiction, they invite more people. It's really a community project. It's very heavily community. It's that That really is. That's the key word, is that we talk to people and invite and inspire and do and it's just you know we, we we just it's not it's not you know like jeff said jesse started it and he's still part of it he is it but everyone is does something for it i mean when we when people get their stories featured and they have a link to the group we usually get a couple people join and they get ooh, what's this and not everyone participates all the time but it's still it's you're there you're involved and hopefully eventually you do and that's like that's the main basis of that is that you know what was the primary goal the primary goal is the do is to write and be active and share right so i mean that's that's very well said i mean you could by sharing what you guys are creating, you guys are creating the self-perpetuating, you know, self-contained support group. Yeah, I, I mean, so like I, like I said, back when I started, the reason I stuck with Ponies is because I got a, a lot of really fantastic editors. And that was back in the day when you could just go on Reddit 
and say Mods Asleep Post Ponies, also anybody want to edit my fan fiction? And three people would say yes. Um, obviously, you know, those days have passed. We will never see the like of BronyCon again. Um, but, you know, we've managed to create a community where somebody can show up and say, hi, I'm an aspiring My Little Pony author. I have a first draft of my fan fiction. Do, can anybody give me some constructive criticism? And you'll get criticism that is actually constructive and helps you grow as a writer. Yes. Also, if you vote for me in this 2020 election for Fanfic Mod, you will get Ronnie Connie. Politics! Hey, this sounds like politics! Next question! Olden Brownie's up next, and since he just burn it all down. Up next, Olden Brownie, who says, Yay, it's the author of Amigo and the Great and Powerful Jaxi. Hey, Olden Brownie, you should write that story we talked about at BronyCon. You had a really good idea. Also, hi, hey, Olden. Love you. Olden, how's your typewriter doing? Hope it's doing really good. I, I fixed his typewriter, built, rebuilt some parts of it for him. Reggles is up next. Aren't these the dudes who wrote past sins? Yes. Collecting we totally yes. did. Together. Hand, hand touching hand. No, no, stop. This is getting gay again. No, it's straight up. It's hoof touching hoof. RK Striker JK5 is up next. Who asked for the both of you? What is your favorite non MLP franchise? God, why don't you just oh. ask me to, which of my hypothetical children I like the most? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that basically is the question, yes. Ah, oh, God. I mean, there's so many good ones. They're good for different reasons. Like, I could say Fallout um, for having a, a richly realized world and an incredibly strong core theme. Um, and it's true. I, I love the Fallout series. Um, but everybody loves Fallout. Um, I could say Stellaris because it's basically a story generator. Even though it has no core plot, usually at the end of every game, there's a very cool space opera story that's resulted from it, and I love that. It's inspired a bunch of stories. Uh, but I'm actually going to pick CrossCode, which probably none of you have ever heard of. I have uh, not heard of this. It is a video game. It is a top-down SNES-style RPG um, that is about a girl who is in a hospital bed with brain damage, and she's generally not responsive to her environment, but when they put a video game controller in her hands, she reflexively plays it. That is you. The game starts with the doctor handing you the controller, and so you log in and get the SNES-style RPG interface, and it is amazing for having a really rich world without explaining shit. Who are these people? What are they doing here? Why is this happening? I don't know, but I'm somehow deeply invested anyway. What is the name of this one more time? CrossCode. Also, if you like... I'm looking into that. That sounds interesting. It's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, I got my notepad. I'm running it right here. Cross oh. CrossPad? CrossCode. C-O-D-E. Also, Disco Elysium, best game of 2019 and possibly best game of the last 20 years. Wow. Yeah, Disco Elysium's fucking amazing if you haven't heard of it yet. Okay. It's um, the average user rating is 100%. Wow. So, if I had to be hip with the youngsters, the weedy wax and all, um, I would say Borderlands. I love Borderlands stuff. Um, but... It's because technically they're franchises now because it's been how long and they're doing stuff. Um, I love Johnny Carson and Carol Burnett. 
their show, their TV shows, and they are technically franchises now. So I love watching their shows and all that stuff. So that's that's to my old and brony spirited people out there. All right. Then the next follow-up question is: Have you done any fan-related content for a non-MLP? Yes. So for a few, probably the biggest one is uh, Warhammer 40k. Um, Ooh. A bunch of friends and I did an epic uh, 40k campaign that had like 30 games over several months, and I turned it into a short book's worth of fan fiction. Also, I I may have written like two million words. D&D related content so far this year. Alright. Well, cool. Uh, do you, so when you write D&D content, do you, do you write it with just the hope of doing it for your friend group, or is it something that eventually you want to share with the world? So I uh, run RPGs online, usually with play-by-post, so there will be a you know, much more elaborate narrative-like feel where the, the players will get a lot of descriptive text and some richer characters and a lot more detail than you normally get in tabletop. Um, and that's basically speed writing, only with no expectation you will ever edit it, so I write ridiculously fast. So this year, I'm at about... Well, okay, since December, I'm at about 1.8 million words for that, and last year I think I wrote like 2.5 million words total of D&D stuff. Awesome. Well, the next set of questions, the next question is from Short Skirts and Explosions. You know, that guy who uh, wrote uh, Actorverse. You know. Short Skirts says, what doth life? Life if not if, what if, if it is a gift. But it is this, what if, could is this, did is this, so we could have this, did is this, could is this. I think someone yes. should call 911. Rob is having a stroke. I can't top such eloquence. Oh, not even for skirts. Ah, skirts, you're an inspiration and or cautionary tale to us all. Skirts is my favorite person because I can go onto his fanfic page anytime and post MASH pictures. Our guests, that's the show, M-A-S-H, Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. And he will also send me them. He's, he's a bro. Skirts is a bro. He's a bro me. Fucking... Ah! Ah! I can't bro in my knee! <laughs> now then, it's time for everyone's favorite portion of the cast. The other other guy has questions for how do these make you feel? I'm going to post them here behind the counter. How does this picture make you feel? Well, while Jesse was answering that last question, I took a piss, so I don't have to excavate my balls right now, but why? I'm going to say lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. It's not the appropriate answer, but neither was the question, so let's just Like, wonder. using your encyclopedia knowledge bullshit again. I was about to say, we were just talking about thesauruses. Anyway. Yeah, that word too. Okay, are there, are there more? To the next question. The next, the next how does it make you feel is this one. How does this make you feel? Um. Bad. That makes me feel bad. 
and I regret <laughs> that our fandom produced it. Oh, my I see. Is slightly less happy for you having shown me this image. I'm not gonna lie. This image makes me feel how this is how I feel when I wake up in my car in the in my driveway and not remember how I got home. This is just how I feel. You and I'm like like a lot, Rob. I don't remember how I got home, and half half the clips in my gun are missing. Right. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 half the clips half in my gun, no, child, child, let's move on before Enigma has to, like, be throttled by both the people in this house who think he's an idiot, no, no, we're going to explain this, so there's clips, there's magazines, which is what you actually meant, and there's bullets, bullets there's also clipazines, <laughs> you forgot speed loaders, no, no, no. Into the revolver faster. It is fundamentally different from the clip magazine distinction. You'll know it's a clip because it looks like a clip. It is a metal clip that holds bullets. You'll know it's a clip that looks like a clip. It's an action movie because clips aren't cool. Enigma, we do not have time for your bullshit. Stop baiting the guest. Triggered re. Speaking Next of question. Baiting. Speaking of baiting, we're going to Brian Fiction, who I'm going to go in a slightly different order on his questions because there, I can only ask so many. Um, what do you think of snake ponies? Because, my God, this is adorable. What's a snake uh, pony? For everybody who there's, so many, there's so many different ponies, I don't... Oh! It's rarity. Oh! Ooh. No, it's not rarity. That's Sunburst, isn't it? What? Ooh. That's an OC. Admiral, Admiral, what is, Admiral, what is this? It, what, it's what, cute. Is it, what is that? What is that? I'm being I'm being asked. What do I feel about this? What it's, is this? It's a, it's a snake wearing a pony suit. It's a. Th- like that's what I do. Oh, just just box. go to the bathroom. Okay. Just take. Okay. Okay. This is go to the problem. ass of the body, or does he go ass Please. to the head? Let Jaxi speak. Rarity is literally a giant snake wearing a pony suit. Fluttershy attempts to explain this to the others, but every time she says Rarity is a snake, the others just say, look, we've all known that the whole time. She's just a friend you kind of have to live with sometimes. <laughs> I want it. Let's write it, and we'll make fun oh, of it. Oh, man. That was good, Jaxie. That was good. All right. What is your guys' opinion? <laughs> Literally, Admiral dropping the toilet seat came up on the microphone. What? <laughs> Are you making fun of me? Keep going. So we're going to move on so that way we don't have Admiral pooping as a sound on this podcast. What? What is your guys' opinion of Changeling? Uh, so I'm going to steal a quote from Colden Gardez, who's maybe the best writer on fan fiction. Um, stories about ponies are stories about people. Uh, so pony fan fiction is, you know, takes aspects of the human condition and, uh, uses colorful horses as a way of talking about it more accessibly. So the question is, what are you going to do with changelings? Um, if you're writing them in your story, changelings can just be people with cool powers. Um, that's, you know, maybe the friendlier changeling fix. They can represent the other or something alien or something serious and threatening. Um, they're, they're just a really good storytelling mechanic because they can be anything, both, you know, in the physical sense and in the narrative sense, because they're not well enough defined. Well said. 
And then, because I'm awful, I'm going to ask, what is your opinion of the Barkcast? We are the Bark Ass. I still don't know what that is, and I don't want to kids think I'm cool. I don't know what yes. I expected for an answer. But Next we'll move on to Moostasm, who has, pardon me, not a burp. Number one, if you had the chance to go to a question, would you consider a vacation spot or a permanent residence? I'm going to go vacation spot. So on the one hand, it would be very charming, you know, the musical numbers and everything being pink. But uh, eventually you're going to reach the point that you're going, I can't go outside without being a backup dancer into somebody else's big musical number, and it's getting annoying. <laughs> so you just want to go yeah. to work, you step outside, and suddenly you're accentuating somebody else's first date. Yeah, like... V vacation because my vacation is going up north to a cabin in the woods with no electricity no running water you're shooting a hole in the ground and guns everywhere and while it's great for a week maybe two weeks after that two weeks you start going oh dear god i want to go back to civilization <laughs> so vacation spot vacation spot Highlight, your quote-unquote vacation seems very similar to either the world coming to an end or joining a terrorist. I mean, Maybe I'll say no that last one, but... This might be why Canada arrested you. Yes, that was a joke I was going to make! I didn't want to interrupt anyone! High five, Jackson! Okay, no, no, no! Canada, they still let me in the country! They just said, oh, oh yeah, we're going to take our devices, but you can go in the country. So I went to a gas station and bought an Atlas. And still fucking made it in time for other things. Speaking of making it in time for other things. Woo. You get to replace one piece of historical artwork, including paintings, statues, literature, videos, with a piece of your own artwork. Your art receives the same amount of exposure as the original, the replaced work, including public showings, readings, school assignments, etc. What of yours do you replace with what? And how has history changed? Oh. Fuck. Okay, so question. Yes. If my story about World War One is written before World War One, can I prevent the conflict? I mean, I'm going to say Orson Welles says no. Okay. Then I'm also going to say George Orwell says no. Okay. Then I'm going to replace The Catcher in the Rye, which is just terrible, and I don't understand why it's inflicted upon uh, so many school students, with anything I've written, but ideally around the world in 81 days, because that's a goddamn literary masterpiece. You know what? Um, you're totally entitled to your incorrect opinion, so have fun. Uh, wow, okay. Okay, I think you're a phony. I think you're all a bunch of phonies. I think The Catcher in no, the Rye is all right. Enunciate. We're ponies. Get it right. <laughs> Phony ponies. I think Catcher in the Rye is a right book and a right, at a right time for a lot of people, and I don't like it. But anyway! Anonymous is up next. I, I oh, no. What's up, will, I will, so I, if you don't know, my commission rates are up there. I charge pennies on the dollar for my commission art pieces for stories on Thin Thick. And 
I think my best one by far. If I replace the Mona Lisa with this, I think it'd be great. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it, that. I, I was commissioned by a person for two cents to make a cover art for their Shining Armor X Nightlight clock thick. So I did a Nightlight on Shining Armor art. And it's literally a Nightlight with Nightlight's horn mane on it and a shield with Shining Armor's horn mane on it. And this story is on Finfic. You can find it. I forget what it is, though. I just shared it with the Twitch chat for them all to view. Good. So, yes. that I will replace it with the Mona Lisa and just let everyone be in awe. Good, I think. Maybe. Um, before we move on, just really quick. Uh, to our chat, due to time restraints, we're going to have to cut. If you asked a question, we're really sorry. But we're going to have to cut down the questions that we ask from the the rest of the people to one per person at this point, because we're running low on time. Um, if yeah. you still have questions, you can contact the authors themselves on FinFiction. We apologize, but it's just what we got to do. Okay? I will also add, if you've got questions for Jaxi, put them over mine, because I've been on here a few times. So let Jaxi do his thing. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Anani, Anani Moose is up next, also known as Moose. Jaxi, will you mod me? That depends on if that is innuendo or a request to be a moderator. Because frankly, asking somebody to get naked in bed is less intrusive than asking to be a moderator on your Discord server. Both. Yes. Well, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that went places. Pencil and Moose in the same room is going to be a weird cast. Yeah. <laughs> Alex underscore is up next. Who has a question for both of you? What's the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? Oh! Go first, Jaxi. Go first, please. For the love of God, go I... first. Hmm. I don't know, actually. I, I, I've got to give a boring answer. I think it's going to be spoiled milk that was basically yogurt. Because uh, I am super scared of spoiled food and bad things in general. Uh, so, it was unknown. I work at an airport. So I deal with jet fuel and octane with low lead count in it. And our fuel trucks are different kind of trucks, but we just run airplane fuels in our fuel trucks because why not? So one day... Uh, the fuel pump quits in one of our fuel trucks, so I have to suck, I have to drain the fuel out of the tank so I can pull it out. Well, there's no way to drain the tank, so I just I start siphoning it, right? And I'm having issues getting it started, and it's this is a gasoline truck, so instead of running regular car gas in it, we run 100 low-lead octane in it. And what happens is I'm trying to siphon this fuel, and I don't hear it or notice it, but my coworker is coming up behind me. To surprise me and say hello. So as I'm finally starting to siphon the take, I see the fuel going through the hose. He slaps my back and goes, hey, my name, how's it going? I suddenly ingest half of a stomach full of 100 low lead gasoline. And I'm like... vomited, but if not, that might explain a few things. So... 
first thing I do is, okay, I call my doctor. And my doctor is one of those good doctors. He's a chain smoker. He's a drinker. He has a, he brings his dog into the office all the time. Screw the people who are the dogs in his practice. And I say, all right, so I just ingested a good quarter of a gallon of 100 of octane fuel. He's like, okay, you should be fine. Don't drink any alcohol for three days. Don't induce vomiting. And good luck. And hangs up on me. So for the whole day at work, I am burping. And as I burp, you see fuel fumes coming out of my mouth and nose. And people are freaking out. I mean, like, my coworkers are legitimately, like, my one coworker came in and I, the whole day, because I got this heartburn from this, you know, gasoline, this 100 octane, and I'm belching constantly. He said, wait a minute, are you belching fumes? I said, yeah, I drank some 100 low lead. (laughs) He just stops. He's like, what is wrong with you? So I went like that for a whole day at work, just belching fumes. If anyone got near with me with a match or a lighter or anything flammable, I turned the fuck around and walked away. So that's what was going to be in my mouth, was 100 octane, because I swallowed it. Jaxie? I mean, I gave my answer. Spoiled milk is the worst thing. Oh, I'm Yay! Next. Sorry, I, Rob's story was so intense, I... I pushed it from my mind. Oh, no, no, no. It was good. I'm not talking that. I am the disappointment <laughs> bread on either side of that spicy story filling. You are not a disappointment. I personally enjoy spending time with you. And we'll prove it with the next question for you. Sire Nephis asks, how do you remain motivated to write? Uh, constant positive reinforcement from friends and peers. Um... I, yeah, like, I, I think I'm supposed to say something inspiring now about, like, willpower or internal motivation. No, it's the fact that thanks to this fandom and also having many good friends, I basically have a, a cheerleading squad at all times telling me to keep writing. And when that craps out for any reason, uh, my writing tends to crap out, too. Aww. Writing is stressful, and getting reinforcement from friends and family that you're doing the right thing is incredibly helpful. Awesome. Rob, how do you remain motivated? Alcohol? Yes. <laughs> I love you, Rob. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, I have very little motivation in life, but a lot of it comes from alcohol, so yes. You make it sound like it's your go juice. It's my functioning juice. It's like, it's not the functioning every day, it's the functioning that, like, well, at night, I'm done, drink, wake up, Continue. Yeah, I'm also I'm also going to do some Zen master shit, and say that you need to want to write, not to have written. Um, if you want to have written, that is, you want to have a successful story, but are not exceptionally attached to the process of writing it, uh, you will be impatient and frustrated with your own work. You will be annoyed by the small details. Writing is a shit ton of work. Yep. Okay. No, this is this is super accurate. Yeah, yeah, you need to enjoy writing the story for its own sake and accept in your heart that if nobody ever likes it, you have fun writing it, or you will fail. And if you're writing for praise, there's never going to be enough praise at the bottom of that barrel to make you happy. Don't yeah. start digging, man. Don't start digging. I, I mean, I know it seems like that contradicts my previous answer, but um, 
like with like with speed writing contests. Um, for that, my cheerleading squad is just knowing that there's going to be people who read it and who will give me positive feedback and who encourage me to keep writing. Um, but in those speed writing contests, like most of my speed writes are bad. Probably more than half. I get to the end and go, well, that wasn't. But the the thirty to forty percent that are decent, that's totally worth it. Well, that actually ties into the next question by Psych Jr., who asks, has speed writing ever produced unexpectedly better results in your planned writing, why or why not? Which I, I will definitely say that writing speed stuff or just trying to get something out has accidentally created really nice stuff for me. It has. Um, so I don't know how to measure better or worse, because speed writes definitionally are different. Uh, when you're writing a long story, kind of the key to success is having a core narrative that's persistent throughout many short scenes. When you're writing a short story, you just have to nail that one scene incredibly well. Uh, so speed writes have resulted in a lot of really elegant prose that I would never have written up because um, I'm pressed for time and I, it, it sounds cool and I just got to go. Um, but I don't know if there are any better or worse than other stories. They're, they're definitely better than I expect. You, you write in an hour and you think it's going to be crap, and mostly it is, but you pluck a few things out of it and go, oh, that's really clever. Rob? What? Moving on. Next question is from Chad is the bomb 04. Oh, God, which of these questions am I going to take? Number six, what is your current favorite May May? What is a meme? It is a meme, but meme. It's, said it's just, incorrectly. It's the Uru version of saying meme, pretty much. Uh, I'm too old to give a crap. Oh. Um, I am going old school because it's not, even though he says for me, current means different things. Considering that most things I own are from the 1960s and back, um, War Garble will always forever be my favorite internet meme, but IRL meme, Kilroy was here. Always a classic. Always a classic. Kilroy Kill was here is a classic. That's legendary. I mean, I could, I could go like what the uh, Toy and B tiles too on that route. Yeah, they, they, they've traced Kilroy was here back to the Civil War, so. Look, I, I mean, th there's, there's, like, to rip on the previous answer, there's no such thing as a best meme, just the meme that's best for trolling the person right. Are, are leftist memes right? Are brightest memes right? There's no objective truth. There's just what will piss off the entire server. Oh my god, Jaxie. Speaking of pissing off the entire server, Patch is up next. Patches, Heartface, we love you, uh, yes. asks, how many typewriters do you have, and why don't I own any of them? I have two. Do you? Yes. Manuals or electrics? Electrics. Ah, oh, you fucking plub. My addiction to Facebook was bad enough that I had trouble sitting at the computer to write without distracting myself, so I figured a typewriter was the way to go, because I can leave my phone in my bedroom, drive off somewhere. And I have no internet access of any kind while I'm writing. Okay, that, then that's respectable. I understand that. Um, Padges make fun of me, I think, mostly in this. Um, technically, I think I have 18. I forget exactly. 
functioning, I know I have 12. Um, and Patches, you don't own one, because you've not come to a convention with me since Canada Gardens 2012. I said, Rob, can I have a typewriter? Can I tell you, yes, Patches, you can have one. And I would pan pick one out for you and say, this is a good one. Have it. Anyway, come to TrotCon. Anyway, yes. come to TrotCon. It's going to be a meme con, and we're all going to be there. So it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm already there. You're, <laughs> you're already there. You didn't realize you drove all the way there during test. Yep. Oh, no, no, no. He, he's drunk enough he can travel through time. He's at TrotCon now. Oh, when shit. it happens. Give future me a high five. Woo! Did he lose all that weight he wanted? Don't answer that. Never mind. We're moving on to Flash Gen. What? <laughs> uh, number three. Do you wish that more people read? Yes. Um, Priest, that question is which of your stories do you wish more people read? Which of your stories do you wish more people read? Yes. You know, for a second there, it was about illiteracy, and now it's just about... I, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the biggest softball question. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I was, I was going to say something, but go Which ahead. Which of your stories do you wish more people read? So this is a tough one. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think if you ask any author this question, the honest answer is all of them, because why wouldn't I want everybody reading my stories all the time? Um, I would argue that, but continue. Okay, but I'm going to pick the one, which is what I think the author intended, which is the one that is underappreciated, that I didn't feel it got the attention it deserved. Uh, I'm actually going to go for that with Earth Ponies is the first time I ever wrote a love story. It's a really fucking weird love story. Um, and I think it got deserved more views than it got. All right. Rob? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall back on the one I talked about earlier, um, my fic YCH. That was honestly one that I had a lot of hopes for, and it was, it was a flop. It honestly was a flop viewer-wise. It just... The com like every comment on the story is very good, but it just didn't get the popularity, which is understandable because it's a very niche thing. But I do wish that more people read that story, because that was one I put a lot of my heart and soul into. And Admiral spent a lot of time helping me edit, and other people helped me edit. But I just, I just wish that was one that was like, oh wow, this is such a unique, weird story, and it just didn't. Speaking of unique and weird, it's time to talk about Thing Pony from Jammer. If, oh, are you guys aware of John Carpenter's The Thing? Yes. These are questions for Jaxie, by the way. These not me. Well, they created Pony OC for them. John Carpenter's The Thing has been ponified. We have a link for you here in the chat. Would you hug Thing Pony? Would you kiss them goodnight? Would you tell them that every little thing is going to be all right. And most importantly, would you stick your peanut in her? Okay, but since the thing can take any form, isn't Thing Pony just the thing? Well, we're not going to get too hung up on semantics, but yes. We're fans. Uh, that's what we're here for. Touche. 
Just say yes, Jaxie. Say yes. I want to say yes to the first question, no to the second. But would you would 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 you would you would you penis it? Did would you? No, I don't clap. But no, no, not but it's but it could be anything you wanted. Oh, right, but but that's still assisted clop. But. No, 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 I'm just saying, assisted clop sounds like a very old person wants to get off the pony. This is this is the best speedrunning prompt of the cast. Let's continue now. Oh my god, it is. You're right. I'm gonna. I call dibs on that one. Everyone else, fuck off. I call dibs. Okay, yeah. so next question, because otherwise I'll talk about Thing Party too much. If a plane leaves Minneapolis at 1 a.m. or 1 o'clock, heading for Mexico City, a team of Pegasi start in the reverse direction at 2.30, and both parties cross paths in Ponyville, how many air traffic laws have they violated? This is the question you decide to ask out of those three! This so is it, dep- it depends on their elevation, because all class, air class spaces are, are in different letters, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo. So depending on what elevation they're flying at, the times don't fucking matter. It's all about well, how high, how low are they flying? That's the real question. I work at an airport, bitch. Get fucked, Ryder. Jaxie, do you have anything to add? <sighs> Uh, no. Okay, because Lofty Withers wants to raise the stakes, and which is why I asked that question. You drive a train leaving Chicago westbound at 6 p.m. going over 100 miles per hour. Your cargo is life-saving medicine for an infant in the medical research hospital in Iowa City. Halfway there, two protesters block the tracks in hope of stopping your delivery because they feel the child doesn't deserve treatment. This is getting scarily political, and I'm scared that I'm going to continue oh. reading this. Oh, uh, this is... You spot them in time to stop without injuring them, but if you do, your cargo won't arrive in time to save the life of the infant. If you don't stop, the protesters will surely die. It's it's the trolley question. It's it's the trolley, it's the trolley, trolley question, question, but weak. Because we don't transport medical things by train. Everything is in air. It's usually helicopter mm-hmm. or high-end... Uh, jets converted to be uh, crate haulers, but they throw organs in instead of crate. No, no. Okay, it's simple. So I am a utilitarian, so I believe I should take whatever action results in the most lives saved. So I could look at this problem and say, well, the two protesters' lives are more people than the one child. Except the protesters, by virtue of having done something fucking stupid, are probably going to keep doing fucking stupid things over the course of their lives which will endanger them or others. So even without the child in question, society is probably better off without the sort of people who protest on train tracks. So I think I'm going to look at my phone for the next five minutes so I'm not legally culpable for what happens and just call it a day. Blow up the train, kill them all. Dude, I was going to nuke them all. Fuck That's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. Just break the, break the brakes and then everyone dies. Yeah. Now it's time for questions of my line. Pencil? Oh. Uh, <clears throat> it's time for questions of my line. <laughs> Pencil, did I do good that one time I did it for you? You did very well, and I'm proud of you. Great. <laughs> Jaxie, how are you today? I mean, I'm hiding my sadness well. 
which I think is what happiness means. So pretty good. Fuck, I want to give you a hug. <laughs> okay, okay. For anybody who hasn't read my stories, or for anybody who has read my stories, in the speedwriting chat, my handle is the Princess of Hiding Sense. I'm just saying that's what you're in for if you look at any of my. Now, last but not least, we have Trebles, who asks, Jaxi, a small fact, the last words of General John Sedgwick, just before being shot left in the left eye by a Confederate sharpshooter during the American Civil War, is they couldn't hit an elephant at this distance. <laughs> oh, my phone! That's true. True. You don't want to die that way. I mean, I also don't want to be shot in the eye by a Confederate sharpshooter, but the South will not rise again. Well, we're gonna fucking stop. Let's move quickly away from that. Uh, Priest, what are a few other questions? That, well, uh, other questions. I hear hey, off in the distance. Hey, 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 Priest. What? Priest, you, did, you didn't ask me, Violet asked me how my day was today. Oh. How was your day? <clears throat> I'm okay. sorry, iTunes. I'm so sorry, <laughs> iTunes. Apple, please don't remove us from your platform. Which of your stories are you most embarrassed by how they turned out? That's easy. Uh, so that's probably going to be, um, would it matter if I was the one that spawned the 70-something spinoffs? So I'm just going to give you the premise, because if you haven't read it, congratulations. You're very lucky. Um, the premise is that after the Canterlot uh, wedding, Fluttershy asks Twilight, would it matter if I was a changeling? And Twilight says, but you're not a changeling, right? And Fluttershy says, I need to know if it matters or not before I answer that question. And it's just them arguing about it drawn out into a few thousand words. Um, and it was fine like the story had some good ideas the writing wasn't great it had a lot of book setisms many authors have mocked it for how terrible the character descriptions are um and it would just be a mediocre fic that i didn't remember much except it blew up owned the feature box for like a week and has 79 spinoffs and also got reality check banned oh good, good. what was the question what story are you most embarrassed about how it turned out? Oh, fuck. Yeah, pencil, what story? Ooh, ooh, oh, I wonder what story it is. Could it, in fact, be a story you wrote with me? Maybe, yes. Is it a story about Spike becoming a toilet and eating shit, literally? <sighs> yes. Yay! Oh God! It was. Don't tell. Like, don't it took. It took me. Don't say the title. They don't need to know. It's okay. That's it's fine. That's fine. It's called, it's called Spike is a toilet. Like it's that's it. It took me th like three or four years to get my shit to. Oh fuck! I just said that. <laughs> it took me three or four years to get myself composed enough, and that is as in drinking, 
to actually write it. And I did actually write the story on the shitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I was writing what I was feeling. And it was all bad. It is all bad. It's and the fact bad. is I that love... it's everything, every time I see people adding it to folders and to favorites, it's all these very positive like stories I loved, stories I jerked it to, stories I did the and it's like oh I'm And then the fact is that I wrote the worst part and pencil didn't? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I, I, I honestly did. And I hate myself every day for it. But I can live with it. Cause I you know, that's that's how life is. You live with your life, you do what you do, you do what you did. Well, last but not least, final question I'll ask you guys. Well, we can all come together under one universal banner of positivity. What is your opinion of Spike? Uh, He is a character with a ton of potential that is, for the most part, underutilized by the show. I like him. Really? Really? I'm going to keep going. Nope. Keep going, keep going, no, keep going, keep going. So, like, I liked in the last season that they, they started to have him grow a bit as a character. He got his wings. He kind of got over his crush on Rarity. I wish they'd done more. But there's a reason that for, like, the fic I'm most proud of and the best one I've ever written, it's a Spike story. Because Spike has, in the show, so much potential that the show does nothing with. So if you want to write fan fiction about a character, there is a ton of raw material there just waiting to be assembled. Yeah, no, honestly, exactly what Jaxie said for me. That that is honestly, it's it's that he didn't have they they did not do right by him. Like he had, so, there were so many episodes where he was the like the smartish one and the one with the the common sense. Where especially Twilight didn't. It was like they underplayed him so bad. They could have done so much better with him. But, yeah, those are what Jesse said. Spike is at his best when he's the straight man for the main six's jokes. He's the one who is reasonable and has common sense and is even a little clever at times and sees how this is going to go badly. But because he's A, not a magical pony, B, male, and C, Twilight's little brother, nobody listens to him and he just goes, ugh, it's not worth fighting it. They'll survive. Yeah. 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 I won't argue. Yeah. it, again, you know, I'm going to pro- promote my own story again. It's why in 81 Days, he's Twilight's valet. She has her race around the world. He's Twilight cannot get around the world in 80 days. Spike has to get her there, despite her best efforts. Pencil, how does this make you feel? How could this happen to me? Me! I've <laughs> Anyway. Well, last but not least, we're we're wrapping up at this point. And Jaxie, Rob, I've loved having you guys on here. You guys gave us so much insightful information about speed writing and, and what goes into your guys' creative process. If there's been any questions that people maybe have wanted to ask or maybe were in this thread but we just didn't have time to get around to, what would be the best way for them to reach out to you in a way that doesn't feel like bad? I mean, if you want to speed write, we have our speed writing server. But since I am not actually there most of the day by virtue of working a job with long hours, you shoot me a message on Thin Fiction, I will get back to you. 
And Rob? Um, I am best reached on Discord, which is RobKicker53, is in my specific username, with the number symbol 6584. And it should be the Screaming Big Mac face, because I don't change shit. Um, but otherwise, you can also PM me on Fiction. I will read those. I will check them. I might be slow sometimes, because I'm doing other things all the time. But I will eventually get to them. Hooray! Well, thank you once again, you guys, for taking the time to come on and talk a little bit about My Little Story, Quills and Sofas, speed writing competitions, whatever its actual name is. But, yeah, I don't even know what it is. I, last time I knew it was Cools and Sofas, so I don't so fucking know what's going Quills on. Cools and Sofas is the name. My Little Story is the name of the Discord server. I got them confused. I'm tired, and also I've been drinking every time we say the word writing. It is okay, honey. You 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 done the good. Also, I'm like sure, I, I just been drinking every like two minutes, so. I'd also like to take a moment to thank our top donator today, uh, an anonymous user who donated a hundred bits. Thank you so much. They'll go right to the horses. Yay! Hey! Good job, boyo. Until next week, everyone, your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. <laughs> Jesus, fuck! That's thing pong. Yeah. Install Shadow Rays now for you for gold. Flammenwerfer. Don't you see? Milk. Three. Our amazing guest, Gapjaxy. Yo. Rob's here. Yo! My name is a sack of garbage, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye!